Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Good morning, faithful listeners. On Wednesday, we talked about this crazy story that happens in Joshua chapter 22. And in order to listen to today's episode, I definitely highly recommend that you go back and listen to Wednesday's episode first in order to really understand what's going on here. But of course, I will do a quick recap for all of you guys just to remind you of everything we talked about. So we discussed on Wednesday how basically the second the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh go back over to their side of the Promised Land, which was basically not in the Promised Land, but on the other side of the Jordan River. Well, anyway, the second they go back home, they're all of a sudden making this huge altar. So the Israelites in the Promised Land are like looking at this altar, and they're just like, that looks really sus over there because altars are only supposed to be in God's places of worship, and... It looks like the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh are starting to worship other gods by making this huge and beautiful altar-looking monument. So the Israelites jump to conclusions, there's some gossip going on, and they decide to basically go to war. They're like ready to start a civil war. Now, in some ways, in some ways, this was a good response because Israel was showing that they were very careful to uphold God's law and God's commandments and not slip into the idolatry that the Canaanites had. And the idolatry that the Canaanites had was very bad. There's a lot of human sacrifice, a lot of baby sacrifice, a lot of all sorts of crazy sexual orgies and and strange things going on in Canaanite uh, idolatry. And God had told his people, do not associate at all with any of those kinds of ideologies and idolatries. So in some ways, Israel, you know, ready to go to battle and battle it out with their brothers on the other side of the Jordan River. It was a good response because they were showing that careful attention to following God's laws. But in a less good way, they were jumping to conclusions and there was some gossip happening when the Israelites weren't actually sure what this monument was at all. They were immediately jumping to conclusions that the Reubenites, the Gadites and the Manassites were, you know, starting to do idol worship when that might not have been the case. However, they did send this guy named Phineas, who was the son of the high priest, to go out and to talk to the elders of the people who made this monument. So Phineas talks to them and he's just like, why would you do this? You know, this is very bad. And Phineas gives all these different examples of idolatry that Israel went through throughout the years, showing them that idolatry is very, very, very bad idea, basically. So now we're going to listen to the response of the Reubenites, Gadites and Manassites to Phineas and why they made this altar that looks very suspicious. So let's read Joshua chapter 22, verses 21 to the end of the chapter. And I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Then the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh answered and spoke to the heads of the thousands of Israel. The mighty one, God, Yahweh, the mighty one, God, Yahweh, he knows and Israel shall know if it was in rebellion or if it was in trespass against Yahweh, don't save us today. 
that we have built to us an altar to turn away from following Yahweh, or if it's to offer burnt offerings or meal offerings, or if it's to offer sacrifices of peace offerings, let Yahweh himself require it. If we have not out of concern done this, and for a reason saying, in time to come, your children might speak to our children saying, what have you to do with Yahweh, the God of Israel? For Yahweh has made the Jordan a border between us and you. You children of Reuben and you children of Gad, you have no portion in Yahweh. So your children might make our children cease from fearing Yahweh. Therefore, we said, let's now prepare to build ourselves an altar, not for burnt offering, not for sacrifice, but it will be a witness between us and you and between our generations after us that we may perform the service of Yahweh before him with our burnt offerings, with our sacrifices, and with our peace offerings, that your children may not tell our children in time to come, you have no portion in Yahweh. Therefore we said, it shall be when they tell us or our generations this in time to come, that we shall say, behold the pattern of Yahweh's altar, which our fathers made, not for burnt offering, not for sacrifice, but it is a witness between us and you. Far be it from us that we should rebel against Yahweh and turn away today from following Yahweh to build an altar for burnt offering, for meal offering, for sacrifice, besides Yahweh our God's altar, that is, before his tabernacle. When Phinehas the priest and the princes of the congregation, even the heads of the thousands of Israel that were with him, heard the words of the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the children of Manasseh spoke, it pleased them well. Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest said to the children of Reuben, to the children of Gad, and to the children of Manasseh. Today we know that Yahweh is among us, because you have not committed this trespass against Yahweh. Now you have delivered the children of Israel out of Yahweh's hand. Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest and the princes returned from the children of Reuben and from the children of Gad out of the land of Gilead to the land of Canaan to the children of Israel and brought them word again. The thing pleased the children of Israel, and the children of Israel blessed God and spoke no more of going up against them to war, to destroy the land in which the children of Reuben and Gad lived. The children of Reuben and Gad named the altar, a witness between us that Yahweh is God. Man, I really love the W.E.B. version because it's a wonderful public domain free version of the Bible. But man, sometimes it is hard to read through because the English is somewhat... Old. I would not say it's the oldest I've ever read because I grew up on the King James Version, which <laughs> if you guys have read the King James Version is very, very old English. But uh, sometimes even the W.E.B. is difficult for me to read. So bear with me if I struggled through that a little bit because I did. But anyway, it says here that the children of Reuben and Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh answered Phineas. So don't forget, Phineas was talking to these two and a half tribes that lived on the other side of the Jordan River. Technically, all the tribes were supposed to live on the western side of the Jordan River, but Reuben, Gad, and half of Manasseh were happy to have their land on the eastern side of the Jordan River. And I've gone into that in some detail in the past. And so the Jordan River kind of cut through the promised land. Well, anyway... Because of the Jordan River being practically like a border between all the tribes, this is why Reuben, 
Gad and half of Manasseh decided to build that altar. And they explain this to Phineas. They say, look, you know, Phineas, if we built this altar because we want to sacrifice on it or we want to sacrifice to idols or do something, anything contrary to what God tells us to do in the law, then strike us dead now because we don't want that any more than you guys want that. We also want to follow God's law. We also want to be part of what Yahweh has for us. And that's what they say. It says here, the mighty one, God, Yahweh, the mighty one, God, Yahweh, he knows. So he knows what's in their heart. That's what they're saying. And Israel will now know if it was in rebellion or in trespass against Yahweh, don't save us today. That's what they say. You know, come and kill us all dead. If we're even about to disobey any of the commandments of Yahweh or if we're about to do idolatry. And they say, but God knows that this was not the case. And here's why we set up this altar. We built it basically as a monument so that generations in the future will remember that even though the Jordan River separates us, we are all the community of God. They say the Jordan River is right in the middle. And so possibly in future generations from now, all of the tribes on the western side of the Jordan River will look at us and be like, ha, huh, you guys have no claim to any of the promised land. You have no claim to what God has because you're on the other side of the Jordan River. And so you shouldn't be coming over here into the promised land to offer your sacrifices. You stay on your side. You're not really Israelites at all. And this is very possible that this could have happened. So it was actually kind of wise for the Reubenites, Gadites, and half of Manasseh to realize that this might happen. So this was their thought process. If we set up an altar that looks exactly like the one in the temple, even though we're not going to sacrifice on it, we're not going to do any idolatry with it. It's just there to show the future generations that we are just as much a part of Israel as the people who live on the western side of the Jordan River. And they say this is going to help future generations recognize that we are part of God's holy people. Here's what it says in verse 28. Therefore, we said, it shall be when they tell us or our generations that we don't belong in time to come, that we shall say, behold, the pattern of Yahweh's altar, which our fathers made not for burnt offering or sacrifice, but as a witness between us and you. So because this altar looked so similar and so basically exactly the same as the altar in God's temple, future generations would recognize and know that the, the Israelites who lived on the western side of the Jordan River were in fact still Israelites, still part of God's uh, people and still part of the community of Israelites because they had a replica of the temple. It was a witness. So anyway, Phineas and the princes who were with Phineas hear all of this and they're happy about it because they don't have to go to war against their brothers. They're like, thank goodness you guys are not practicing idolatry. Here's what they say. Phineas, the son of Eliezer, said to the children of Reuben and Gad and Manasseh, Today we know that Yahweh is among us because you have not committed this trespass against Yahweh. You have delivered the children of Israel out of Yahweh's hand. 
So Phineas is very, very happy about this, that it's not an altar for sacrifice or idolatry or human sacrifice or baby sacrifice or meal offerings or whatever else people want to use it for, but that it's only a monument, basically. That's it. It's just a monument. So Phineas is so happy about this. He goes home to tell the rest of the Israelites what ended up happening and how they did not have to go to war at all. And the Israelites are so happy about it, is what it says, that everybody blessed God, is what it said. And they didn't even talk anymore about going to war. And so it says that the children of Reuben and the children of Gad named the altar a witness between us that Yahweh is God. So the story has a pretty happy ending, honestly, because Israel was not falling into idolatry again. Rather, they were trying to keep God's commandments. Now, one thing I'm going to argue, because I like playing devil's advocate, (laughs) and this isn't in scripture, this is my own take on stuff. I'm going to throw that out there right now. This wouldn't have had to happen if the Reubenites, Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh would have just lived with the other Israelites on the uh, western side of the Jordan River, which God actually said that he really did want for all of the Israelites to live together as a community. And I'm going to guess because of problems like this that could arise in the future, where also it would be very difficult for the Israelites to cross the Jordan River every year to go and visit the the temple, which was in Bethel on the other side of the Jordan River. So I can see why actually God wanted the Israelites to stick um, relatively close together on the uh, western side of the Jordan River. And I think this is technically why. However, God did allow this. And I don't know if it was actually a sin or not for the Reubenites, Gadites, and Manassites to live on the eastern side. But anyway, that's just my my take on things. I don't really know one way or the other. Okay, so moving forward here. Though the Israelites really wanted to keep God's commandments, which is awesome, they definitely jumped to conclusions. You can see that. But at least they didn't jump to conclusions so much that they just go and immediately attack the Reubenites, Gadites, and Manassites. At least they sent Phineas to go talk to them first. And even Jesus actually says this in John 7, verse 51. Jesus says, Does our law judge a man first without giving him a hearing and a learning to what he does? So before we judge anybody based upon their actions, it is good to go and talk to them first. It's never good to just jump to conclusions and immediately throw somebody out. And even on Wednesday, I mentioned how even though we should have this zeal for God, basically, to want to protect our church and basically go to war for our church and make sure that bad ideology does not corrupt our church. I never said that we should just randomly kick people out of the church. In fact, I said that it's good for us to go and talk to our leaders about the things that we see that might be wrong. And Phineas did do that. Before the Israelites struck anybody, they did go and talk to make sure that they knew what was truly going on here. 
And you can see by Phineas's response that he was very, very happy. He didn't want to go to war. Just as we should not want to cause division in our churches, because when we're fighting in the church, it's a very, very bad thing. Like I said on Wednesday, division in the church causes the church to fall. And it's not good. And especially not good for the people outside looking in on the church, because the church not only looks weak, but the church looks hypocritical. It looks like it can't even, you know, hold itself together. It looks like it can't even follow the teachings that it preaches. So infighting and division is never good. However, sometimes it is necessary because we do need to get bad ideology out of our church. And I actually know of a church in my area that had the same thing happen. There was a, the preacher that was at that church was causing all sorts of just terrible, terrible problems, preaching all sorts of really uh, anti-God things. And that church ended up splitting pretty badly. But that church was actually able to relocate to a, a new building. And from my understanding, they're uh, actually doing pretty well now. So I'm not saying that church splits are always terrible. Sometimes they are, in fact, necessary. But as far as we are concerned, this is actually a Bible verse, we are supposed to do our best to maintain unity at all costs. And one way we maintain unity is by not jumping to conclusions when somebody is doing something that to us looks very bad. In other words, judging them without talking to them first. Thankfully, Phineas did the right thing and went and talked to the Manassites, Gadites, and, and Reubenites first before doing anything, just as we should. If we see something wrong that's going on or we see somebody that's doing something not so good, we don't just gossip about them. Instead, you should go and talk to them directly and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, did this really happen? Or do, are you really struggling with this thing? Like, how can we help you? What is happening? And then their response might be, no, that didn't happen at all. I don't know where you heard that from. And you'll hear their side of the story as well. So it's never good to jump to conclusions. It's always good to remain in unity. That is what the point of the church is, to remain unified. Obviously, we get rid of the bad ideology. Obviously, we get rid of anything that is causing people to turn away from God in our churches. And sometimes that might be messy, unfortunately. But for the most part, we are supposed to do our best to remain a community completely. So basically, gossip doesn't help really much at all. It doesn't uh, unify anybody. And a lot of times it just makes you look bad. I learned this the hard way, actually. Um, I was just actually talking to a friend <laughs> uh, who I went to lunch with and we used to work together at a salon. And I was telling her that I learned the hard way that I shouldn't gossip because I was gossiping with this one girl who ended up telling <laughs> everything I said to the person I was gossiping about, if that makes sense. And so I learned the hard way, very, very bad idea to gossip about somebody. And gossip is something I've actually very much struggled with on and off throughout the years. But if we're being honest, gossip doesn't really help, especially in a church community 
where we're supposed to be unified. It's not a good thing to like talk about somebody we we say we care about behind their backs. Instead, we should try to do things that maybe encourage community in our church. Whatever we can do to remain unified is the thing we should be doing. Well, faithful listeners, we just concluded Joshua chapter 22, and we only have two more chapters in Joshua before we are finished and moving into the book of Judges. Now, I'm not going to do a season change for the book of Judges because we flew through Joshua, it seems like. So I am going to also do Judges in this season. So that is something we can look forward to for sure. And we're also moving into the book of Acts as well over on the New Testament side of the episodes. Anyway, faithful listeners, check out the YouTube channel if you haven't yet. I've got a new YouTube video that's going to be going up very, very soon. I interviewed a friend of mine where she talks about uh, the struggle with shame that she had. So my YouTube channel is linked in the description of this podcast episode. Please go over there and support P40 Ministries by subscribing to YouTube where I have exclusive content that I do not do on the podcast. Faithful listeners, I will see you guys on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy listening and God bless.